0: The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church where Christ is honored and people are loved. Visit LargoCC.org for more information.
1: The world will take away your future. The world will cast doubt over you. The world is a thief and a robber and is always extracting from you, stealing from you. But Jesus comes to give you a hope and a future.
0: When considering your future, are you optimistic in anticipating what's to come or left with little hope for tomorrow? When one focuses on world events, including disease, financial instability, and corruption in government and business, the future can seem bleak and hopeless. But I invite you to stay tuned to today's message of hope as Pastor Jack Morris unfolds the truths of God. Let's join the congregation of the Largo Community Church for the message, A Future and a Hope. We are going to go to the Word of God,
1: and I want to listen. He's going to say something to me today, and I believe to you also. And I want to hear what he has to say. I I don't want to miss it. And I, I believe the Holy Spirit is here to send the Word into our hearts that will bless our lives and cause us to be the people that God wants us to be and become the person that we want to be. So let's take our Bible, hold it up, and say, this is the Word of God I'll bring it down put it over, to your, over your heart and pray this prayer with me. Father, I thank you for your word. You speak to me through the Bible. Open my heart today, Open my heart today. to hear and receive your word. Receive your word. That, I that I might grow in the faith. And the knowledge and reverence of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. pray. Amen. Amen. A future and a hope. Now the scripture that was read from Jeremiah about a future and a hope has to do with the people of God who were exiled to Babylon from the city of Jerusalem. And they were obviously so depressed, so dejected, They had walked away from the Lord. God was going to now disciple them or discipline them, disciple them. And, uh, but he let them know through the prophet that he still loved them, that he's going to take care of them, that even though they feel that everything is lost, they still have a future and a hope if they turn back to him. Everyone who turns to the Lord has a future Everybody here this morning, friend, you have a future. Whatever's going on, it's not over. It's not over. In the Lord, there's always new beginnings. Now, last Sunday, we celebrated Resurrection Day, the resurrection of Jesus, Easter. And on that day, we saw two People. Well, one person and then the group of the disciples, Mary Magdalene, in the morning, we saw her despair turned into great rejoicing in the Lord. She had a resurrection experience of her own. In the evening, the disciples were locked behind closed doors because of fear of the Jews. They felt their future was gone, but when Jesus appeared... They knew they had a future. Oh, I'm praying. Listen to me. I'm praying that Jesus will appear somehow, some way, through a hymn, through an anthem, through the sermon in this Holy Communion service. That Jesus will appear and when to you, in your heart, in your mind, and you will have a Jesus confrontation today, and you will know in your heart that you have a future, that God has something beautiful planned for your life. No matter how old you are or how young you are, where you are in your spiritual journey, God has something good. I hope you are expecting that you will not be disappointed. Now, think of these, these people, Mary in the morning, the disciples in the evening, everything they had hoped for, worked for, sacrificed for, believed in, Everything was gone when Jesus died. Everything. Where do you go from here? When I use the word despair, I'm using it uh, because that's exactly how they must have felt and how they were feeling. On one occasion in Luke chapter 18, and I'm not sure exactly what prompted Peter to say what he said... But it seemed like just all of a sudden that he was having thoughts and then he turned to the Lord and it just seemed like it just came out of the blue. He turned to Jesus and said, we have left all to follow you. We have left all. Now, when you give up everything, your house, your family, your occupation, your income, when he said all, he meant all. He said, we have left all to follow you. So when Jesus died, then all was lost and they were in great need of of help, great need of help. Well, in the scripture today, it says Mary in the morning, the disciples in the evening behind locked doors. But in between, the other gospels say that Jesus appeared to two of the disciples as they were walking the Emmaus road. And uh, they were dejected, their appearance. You know, when a person is depressed, we taught, they, I mean, they taught this in, in the training that I went through, when they come into the counseling office, you can look at their attire, their clothes, their eyes, their hair. Uh, they just sort of give up on themselves. And you can almost begin to, to diagnose that this person is experiencing Depression, even before they, they say a word. So here are these two disciples walking. Jesus was gone. At least they thought he was gone. They didn't know he'd come back. And he drew near and he asked them what they were talking about. And they said, you, you have been in Jerusalem and, you, and you've heard all of the, the gossip and the rumors and, and you don't know that this man, Jesus of Nazareth, that we had hoped was going to be the Redeemer of Israel? Now, Here are the words. Catch these words. We had hoped. Had. Underscore the word had. Past tense. We had hoped. We don't have any hope now. Without Jesus, there's no hope. There's no hope of anything getting better. Well, let's get back to this story. Hope. Hope simply means eager expectation. Or waiting for what's ahead. Somebody said this trite saying one time, where there's life there's hope. Have you heard that? Where there's life there's well, that, that's a trite saying. Maybe it's true, maybe it isn't true. But let me give you a statement that is true. Where there's hope there's life. If you don't have hope that things are going to get better in your life, in your family, in your marriage, in your finances, if you don't have hope, friend, you're not really living. You're just existing. Well, here's the story. Mary does have a future. She finds out that she has a future when Jesus speaks her name. Mary is there at the tomb weeping. The angel said, Mary, or woman, why are you weeping? This is a little bit of review from last week. Woman, why are you weeping? She said, they've taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. There's the words. Catch it. I don't know. I don't know about today. I don't know about tomorrow. I don't know about my family. I don't know about my finances. I don't know about my health. I just don't. That's how it is without Jesus. You just don't know. She said, I don't know. There was a time she did know. or oh, she had hope. Yes, great expectation. Her life had been changed. Seven demons had been cast out of her. Wonderfully changed. But today... She just doesn't know. She was so honest and so transparent. And then Jesus appears. Jesus appears. That's been my prayer this week. That's been my prayer this morning. That Jesus will appear somehow to you. And that you will turn from doubt to faith. From not knowing to knowing. Because Jesus is here. Now, she didn't recognize Jesus at first. You know, let me tell you why she didn't recognize him. Because she didn't expect to see him. If you came to church expecting it just to be another first Sunday communion service, then chances are you won't see Jesus. But if you came expecting something new, not knowing what you were expecting, but you just had an excitement, you jumped out of bed on tiptoe, how many did that? <laughs> but if you come with expectation, you're going to meet Jesus. And when Jesus spoke her name, who did that lady have an experience? She turned, and I'm sure with a loud, joyous voice, Rabboni, teacher, capital T, teacher. Her faith came back. Her hope came back. Now she knew she has a future. Her life is going to turn around and her life is going to go somewhere because Jesus is with her to teach her how to live and how to believe and how to fight the battles of faith and how to overcome. I have a teacher to teach me how to be strong when circumstances are adverse. I have a teacher. Friend, you have somebody Don't neglect that somebody. What would happen to our children if they neglected their teacher going to school and only went to school on a Monday and then dropped in again on Thursday? No, you want that child to know that teacher, reverence that teacher, learn from that teacher. Frank, you have a teacher. How often do you sit at his feet and learn of him? You're here in his presence today, the resurrected Jesus, to learn of him.
0: Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. The Largo Community
1: Church continues to worship on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. by way of live streaming. If there was ever a time when we need the church and the Christians need one another, it's now. To view the live streaming worship, go to the church's website, largocc.org. That's L-A-R-G-O-C-C.org. Click on Watch Live on Sundays and let's worship the Lord together.
0: L-A-R-G-O-C-C dot org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message, A Future and a Hope.
1: Now, the world will teach you how to be sad, teach you how to be disappointed, teach you how to be defeated teach you how to experience pain how to experience trouble you know the world will teach you and give you a lesson in pain and in crying and in weeping but the world won't lift a finger to dry your eyes or to help you to get out of there not at all not at all no so what are, what are your expectations how, how is the lord the great physician the great doctor How is he diagnosing you and your future? You know, nobody expects to be diagnosed with cancer. Now, I know a lot of you have had cancer, men and women. Thank God you're blessed, you're healed, you're here. Thank God, thank God. Friend, ever give thanks to God. God's added years to your life. But when you went in that doctor's office, you didn't go in there and say, I'm expecting you to tell me I've got cancer. So go ahead, examine me, because that's what you're going to find. No, you didn't go in there expecting that. You didn't expect to be diagnosed with with heart disease. You didn't expect that. You didn't expect the diagnosis of a spouse coming home from work and walking in the house saying, I want a divorce. You didn't expect that what i'm telling you now is what you get in this world you get pain in this world you didn't expect expect the, your teenage son to be diagnosed with aids you didn't expect your teenage daughter to be diagnosed with an unwanted pregnancy but friends that's life without jesus and even with jesus those things are still happening but the difference is the world doesn't have him but he's resurrected from the dead and he has you and you have him the world will take away your future the world will cast doubt over you cancer heart disease and on and on it goes how many more years months days do i have The world is a thief and a robber and is always extracting from you, stealing from you. But Jesus comes to give you a hope and a future. Somebody say praise the Lord. (laughs) He has a tomorrow for all of us. Now, I want you to look at the screen and I want you to see what the disciples went through and what they were experiencing. The disciples also have a future. I'm going to read, and I want you to look at it. I think we have it on the screen, or it will come up in just a moment. John chapter 20. There it is. Now, that isn't too much for us to read, is it? Come on, look up here and and read it with me in unison. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Okay, let's let's go back up and look at it. Just watch it. Particularly the words that are underlined. On the evening of that first day, as I mentioned last week, Jesus arose from the dead on Sunday. Now when he arose from the dead to the time he ascended back to heaven, 40 days lapsed. During those 40 days, he appeared 11 times to the disciples. Every time he appeared, it was on Sunday. Jesus has Sunday in his heart. He is a first day savior. And every day can be a first day to the believer that's following Jesus. So on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples... These are students of Jesus, followers of Jesus, people who have given up everything to follow Jesus. We have left all to follow you. They were together. Now, there's something about assembling ourselves together with God's people, coming together. How many people through the years have told me, oh, I can stay home and worship God. I I suppose you can. And it's okay if you're sick, (laughs) if if you can't go to church. But But who wants to do that when they're well, just to arbitrarily say, I'm going to, I don't have to get dressed. I can sit on the couch. The church is streaming. God bless everybody who's watching by way of streaming. I'm glad you're watching. (laughs) But they were together. There's something about being together, anticipating. It's it's not an effort to get together with God's people. Now, there's another scripture. Can you put the other one up? Okay, read that one with me. After he said this, he showed them his hands and side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Now, notice it said, "After he said this, he showed them his hands and side." Now comes the overjoy. They saw Jesus. They saw the reality of his love. He didn't just preach love; he did love. He showed them his hands and his side. And in seeing him and in seeing his hands and in seeing his side, that's what brought the overjoy. You've got to get close. You can't look at him at a distance, afar of, of far off. But when you get close to him, so close that you can see the evidence of his love, you can see the scars. When you see those scars, now you know how much he loves you. And then... Lastly, and I'm going to close now, Mary had a future. The disciples have a future. Now I want you to say, I have a future. future. You have a future and a hope in this life and in the life to come. You have a future and a hope. Let me read Isaiah chapter 9. The government will be on his shoulders and the increase of his government and peace there will be no end the government will be on his shoulders i i I tell you what i want today for myself and i believe you want it for yourself also you want him to govern your life don't you govern your future and he will i'm going to take by the help of the lord by faith in jesus through his word i'm going to by faith i'm going to do this for myself and i want you to do it as you get ready to come to this holy table to see his hands and to see his side. I don't want you to see the cup. I don't want you to look at how, it's, how you're observing it. I want you to see his hands, his feet, his side, his brow. I want you to see love today when you come to this holy table. The love of God expressed through Jesus and through his broken body and through his shed blood. The government, I want to take the government of my life. I'll tell you, I know how to make a mess of my life. I, the world can mess us up in in a, in a big way but i want to take the government of my life and i want to place it on him intentionally place it on him the scripture says then jesus breathed on them Whew. oh i wish i could i wish i could explain this there's no words He breathed on them. Now they became regenerated spiritually. He breathed on them. And they became a living soul, just as Adam did. God formed Adam, but Adam was just a clump of clay. He was just a a piece of flesh until Jesus breathed on him. Now that's what I'm expecting when I come to church, to see Jesus, to see the people of Jesus, to love and have fellowship with the people of Jesus, but for him to breathe on me. Now, you can't talk unless you breathe. You have to have breath. It has to come. And the word of God is the breath of God. Now, all morning, especially during this sermon, God has been breathing. Every word, he has been breathing. And if you have felt the breath of God, If he has breathed on you, now you're going to come alive no matter how much death is in your body, in your spirit, in your family, in your marriage, in your finances, no matter how much death, death cannot reign. Jesus is going to be the governor and he's going to breathe on you and give you life. Now, pastor, when you preach, when the choir sings, when we read the word, that's why I was having you read the word today, that you might get as close to the word and that the word might get as close to you as we could possibly get. Only then are we going to feel the breath of God. The scripture says, hear it now. Please hear this. 2 Timothy 3:16. All scripture is God-breathed. He's been breathing on you this morning. Tell me. Tell me where What are you experiencing? Where has the change come? Tell me about the change that you've already experienced. You've already heard it. My sermon is over. The word of God, I'm finished now. He has breathed. Has has it happened? Has it happened? Ah, We used to sing when I was a little boy in church. Let him breathe on me. Let him breathe on me. Let the breath of God now breathe on me and we would sing it over. That's all we would sing. Let him breathe on me. Let him breathe on me. Let the breath of God. Friend, you've heard all scripture is God breathed, and God is alive today in Jesus, and he's still breathing. Let him breathe on me.
0: Would you bow your heads with me now, please? Friend, do you feel the breath of God on your life and in your circumstances? He is there, right beside you. And even though events in the world today may make your future hopes seem dim, God has already gone ahead of you and has a hope and a future for you. Reach out to Him in prayer today and claim His promises for yourself. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. When you contact us, Pastor Morris will return a note of thanks and will lift your name up in prayer to God with heartfelt thanks and appreciation. Be sure to tune in Monday at the same time for another edition of the Healing Word. Until then, blessings on you.